5: Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss.
4: Hurry up, mate. I need money for your girlfriend tonight. I'm
0: thinking. Don't rush me. Raise, I guess.
5: You guess. What, you will check-raising us? With what cards? I made my hand. Ah, oh, you're so full of shit, I swear. Struth, mate. Too rich for me. Fine. I'm all in. I call. Read them and weep. <laughs>
1: Boys, get over here. God damn it,
5: on the river again! Are you cheating us, you son of a bitch?
4: Christ, are you guys seeing this? Oh, what a beaut. (laughs) Sorry, I can't see over these stacks. Out the window, you wanker.
5: What the hell is he doing?
0: Oh, is that a dead snake? Why is he dragging it around town? No one wants to see that.
2: Holy shit, is that Lucy? Get away from that window. I swear we got a bunch of busybodies in here.
4: Crikey, he's a big
6: fella. He can barely carry it. It's so. girthy.
2: What in tarnation? Oh, God, Sally, don't look. Jesus, Mary and Joseph, would you look at the size of that?
5: Well, it's not that
6: big. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the new magician?
7: <laughs> Fuck, this was a huge mistake, I think. <laughs>
0: The windows of the fair shake are packed with people pressed against the glass. They're gawking and making hand gestures. They seem excited to see Patience, who is returning from the show with Moni and other new fans in tow.
2: Did you see that new gunslinger? Annie Oakley and Frank Butler ain't shit.
0: What? A gunslinger? I'm sure that was a magician. Didn't you see his hat? As the rabble pours inside, Sally hurries away from the window and back behind the bar, struggling to keep up with orders from the gathering crowd.
1: Whiskey meat over here, too.
0: Hey, I need a refill.
1: Moni, with her sheer overconfidence, is, Oh, look, a bar's busy and she's working by herself. Let me go behind the bar and start helping out.
2: Say, is this your job interview? She wants
1: to say something clever back, but she's immediately distracted by the next person in line. And she just says, I suppose it is.
5: Cactus
0: wine. The whole bottle. Sally flashes an approving smile. Serving the eager patrons, you notice more heading toward the front window. There's a continuing commotion outside.
4: Hey, fellas, uh, what the heck is going on in the street?
0: Sally seems perturbed. You ever see such a thing? Right? I couldn't believe it.
1: Wasn't it just amazing? I guess so.
2: Certainly has people talking. Hmm. You
1: think they'll do it again?
2: With a boa? (laughs)
1: No, that's more my style, dear.
2: Okay. Well, I think you got a customer.
0: Can you give me spot hidden rolls for both Moni and Patience?
6: (laughs) Well, you never know. Oh, I failed that.
1: That is a fail. 91.
0: Moni can't get a good look, and the customers are getting rowdy.
1: You're killing me. I'm
5: standing right here. Two more beers, ma'am.
0: Moni does notice Patience, who is also preoccupied, standing near the bar surrounded by adoring fans.
8: Hey, can we buy you a drink?
0: She's making very...
1: Very intentional eye contact with patients that almost just fuck me
0: look. <laughs> Poor Milford.
6: <laughs> Patience is gonna lift their hat very politely and say, Good evening, a whiskey,
1: neat, finest you got. It's been a good day. She will serve this up very quickly and just slide it over to Patience. Might I get a name? Moni. And you are? Patience. Patience. Well met. Pleasure's all mine.
0: As you two get acquainted, the line behind patience is growing. One round on me.
5: (laughs) Say, you got any matches?
6: I don't want to be holding up your other admirers, ma'am. So, uh, you have a good evening and then they're going to pull a flower out of the breast pocket of their coat, and they're gonna hand it to Moni.
1: Moni is going to smile and take it, then give Patience the longest look as they uh, walk back to their table.
0: Patience finds an open two-top in the back beside a larger table where two men drone on about business at the train yard.
6: Got my feet up on another chair. Keep an eye out for trouble. I think Miss Moni might be some trouble, but maybe more of the fun kind.
0: The conversation at the table next to you seems very dry.
8: On top of the wooden railroads. It's genius, isn't it?
0: Moni, as you work the bar, you do spot Milford Hardpenny, your traveling companion. He's sitting in the back corner at the table next to Patience. He's having a drink with a man you've not seen before. He's dressed in a three-piece suit, wearing a bowler hat. That man seems average in every way. He smiles and nods while Milford is talking and making grand gestures with his hands.
8: Of course, I've done my fair share of manual labor.
0: Bridget, if Moni would like to eavesdrop, give me a listen roll.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, I see. I
4: may
0: have just the thing for you.
1: (laughs) Oh, Moni actually failed that listen check.
0: Just as the conversation was getting interesting, a gruff cowboy centers himself in front of you at the bar, and he points over to what looks like raw alcohol.
1: She'll start getting that prepared and ask Sally, what time do you guys typically start shutting down? I'll stop pouring whenever the crowd dies out or I get too tired. Uh, say, just in case my meal ticket over there leaves without me,
2: how many nights stay did tonight earn me? You can stay for free any night I have an open room. Sally, I like you more and more. Did you know that? I like you too, Moni. You know, it's hard to find good help around here.
0: Sally gestures toward Jed, who's come in sloshing a bucket of water all over the place.
5: Your hero in black saves the day yet again.
2: (coughs) Looks like you lost half the bucket. Be a deer and go fetch us another one.
1: Huh. Ugh. She points over to Milford. I know the feeling. Uh, speaking of my mill ticket, who's the uh, three-piece suit that he's talking to?
2: Uh, oh, Mr. Friend. He's a sod. I think he's some kind of small-time lawyer. Hmm. Local or is he new to town? Not local. All slimy men slither through Junction eventually. Jed seems to like him, though. A slimy lawyer. Who could have imagined?
0: Milford notices the two of you looking over in his direction. He stands up and vigorously shakes Mr. Friend's hand, then collects their empty glasses and walks to the bar.
8: Mona, you've certainly kept busy. I meant to visit earlier, but my friend Mr. Friend is quite a captivating fellow. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Friend, huh? (laughs) My friend.
1: Oh, he's so corny.
8: (laughs) He's a well-connected man, Moni. He can really help us get started here in Junction. Tomorrow morning, Mr. Friend promises to take him to the breaker yard. You know, if everything works out, I bet I'll be able to afford a ring in no time.
1: (sighs) Oh, Milford, Milford, Milford. Tomorrow, right? Do you mind if I accompany you? I have an audition, but... I'll make time for this.
8: I would love to bring you along, Moni. It's just that I don't want any surprises for Mr. Friend. Let me take the first meeting, darling. And once I know our prospects, you can turn on that famous woo of yours and really bring it home.
1: I suppose. But could you make me one promise? Just one? Anything. Anything at all. Before you sign any paperwork, let's sit down and have a meal together. The three of us. She thinks Milford is getting played and hates herself for even caring.
8: Of course, darling. Early start tomorrow morning. We should get a room and turn in. Oh, Sally offered a room for my services here tonight.
1: Moni, you're just amazing, aren't you? Uh, And she's thinking, God, I should be sleeping in Patience's room tonight. Milford, sweetie, go see if you can catch up with Mr. Friend to set up that meal, and I'll get the room all situated.
0: Sally hands Moni the key to suite 12 as Milford blunders out into the darkness to find Mr. Friend. There you go. Before long, all you can hear is Milford's fake laughter filter in off the streets. (laughs) Mm, Yeah, God help us all. Despite the crowd, Sally's looking for things to do. She brushes past you to clean the bar top. Tonight, the clientele are favoring Moni for their drink orders.
6: When I finish my drink, I'll meander up to Sally and ask about a room for the night. What type of room are you looking for? Uh, Some stabling for my horse and uh, a good bed for me and I'll be right as rain.
2: That's easy enough. I'll even give you a discount, seeing as the other customers like having you around. 75 cents a night for the bed and delivery fee.
6: I'll pass her 75 cents.
0: Thank you kindly. Just the one night? For now. Sally drops the coins into her apron and takes a key from under the bar. She gives that a quick polish with a bar rag, then slides that across. It's labeled Room 4.
6: Might obliged, ma'am. Where can I take my horse, Rascal? I saw you time up. Jed will
2: walk him to the livery. Your horse will be safe.
6: I'll go outside, pat down Rascal, make sure he's comfortable, take my saddlebags, and uh, go upstairs. If I pass Moni on the way up, I'll uh, give her a wink and a discreet flash of the key number before I go upstairs.
1: Oh, I love patience so much. <laughs> <laughs> OK,
0: you walk up the sweeping staircase to the bedrooms, followed by Moni's gaze. After a brief hunt, you find a room door with a crooked four painted on it and head inside. The modest room has a small bed pushed against the wall with a crusty chamber pot hiding underneath. A dusty desk and chair fill one corner and a wardrobe leans against the wall like an abandoned casket. <laughs>
6: Had a long few days of riding the trails, and so just uh, start painstakingly writing a letter back home to Mickey and Caroline. Very, very slowly, because I'm not very
0: good with letters. You can hear a voice, or voices, beyond the thin walls of your room. Give me a listen roll. Okay. Nope. I'm
6: not that great at listening.
0: Sure, you're focused on the letter, and Patience hears just an unintelligible murmur. It's all the shooting. (laughs) Yeah, tinnitus or something. And remind me, who are Mickey and Caroline?
6: My polycule partners.
0: Patience has disappeared upstairs to room four, leaving Moni to finish up at the bar. I can take it from here.
1: Once things are winding down and it looks like Sally has things under control, she heads upstairs. She will stop by room four, and then with one of her blades, she cuts off part of this dark purple ribbon from her skirt, uh, and she ties it into a bow over the doorknob. And she thinks about knocking, but then just decides to retire to room 12.
0: There's a large bed in a polished brass frame sitting atop a cowhide rug. A claw-footed bathtub sits against the far wall, near a large window offering a view of a dingy alley below.
1: Uh, She gives the room a once-over and briefly looks out the window, saying to herself, I
0: really hate this town. Uh, Well, since you looked out the window, I have to ask you for a spot hidden. Oh. (laughs) Okay,
1: I did that one to myself, didn't I? That is a regular success.
0: You're seeing a man walking slowly through the alley. He's familiar. It it might be Jesse, the man you paid to deliver your letter. (gasps) Oh, I love Jesse. He's walking along the side of the Fairshake Saloon, and he's dragging something. Yeah, you hear the heels of boots scraping into the dirt.
1: She's going to bite her bottom lip and try
0: to push that view and those sounds directly out of her mind. A scream from the main street grabs your attention, and Jesse's skullduggery is drowned out by the town's antics. What the fuck? Looking back, he's
7: gone. I mean, I was carrying 20 feet of snake down the street. (laughs) Yes, and we love you for it. And I am going to begin dragging it back to the camp to find the animal person and see if he has any understanding of what the hell this is and why it was in Junction, Texas. Chuck, give me a strength check to see how
0: fast Eli's walking with this 200-pound snake around his neck dragging behind him.
7: I would assume not very quickly. Uh, So I failed with a 52. (laughs) Okay, do you want to push that roll? No, not really. I don't think I care that much. (laughs) (laughs) What in God's name is that?
0: You drag this hulking snake corpse down the main street, and progress is slow. People point with gasps and screams. No one can quite believe it.
8: What the hell is that? Oh, I think I'm going to be
0: sick.
5: Ain't that the magician fella?
0: A bottle is thrown from the shadows and smashes near your feet. People scatter before the bloody procession.
7: Yeah, it is a slow and laborious process.
0: (laughs) Now, I do want to ask you for a sanity check. You butchered a 20-foot long snake that happened to be swallowing a man.
7: (laughs) Oh, it's my first one. (laughs) That might be everyone's first one. It's 58. That's a success. Okay, you find some way to rationalize what happened. I'm just totally chill with the idea of a guy being eaten by a snake in Junction, Texas. (laughs) I guess so.
0: Yeah, and when you did cut the snake away from his body, most of the gelatinous gray skin had already slid off the man's skull. Okay.
7: Okay. Sounds like he was probably already dead. It's hard to say, but I won't keep asking you for sanity checks. You can only get so wet, I think.
0: (laughs) Exhausted, you drag the heavy snake to the medicine show, leaving behind the gawking faces at windows. It's getting late as you arrive, and a surreal quiet has descended over the once lively sight. You can't see much, in what, flickering torches are still lit? Give me a luck roll. You said you were looking for the animal trainer.
7: Uh, Nope, that's a 69, which is a fail. Not nice. Yeah. Out of the shadows, the compere
0: appears. Ah, sir, have you seen a-
8: Arcanum, <gasps> oh, no. what have you done? Oh, Arcanum, what have you done?
7: I carried a 20-foot snake down the street. <laughs> we cannot let Victor find you like this. Did anyone see you? I mean, how many people were at the saloon? <laughs> Oh, mon dieu! No! This is going to ruin this
4: camp! Mm. Oh, the rapport we've been building. We need to sink. Sink, sink,
1: sink, sink, sink Pinky! Oh.
7: Your name is Pinky. <laughs> I hope I nuked your campaign right from the beginning by killing a snake and dragging it back to the camp.
0: I'll tell you this it's interesting. I'm gonna roll for the compare. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! He's passed a sanity check.
4: Oh, Lucy. <laughs> what are we going to do with you? Who's Lucy? Lucy, the snake. Victor's most prized animal.
7: Your friend Lucy was eating some of the prized citizens of Junction. Oh, mon dieu, I knew she'd escaped. Oh, we should have made an announcement. This is a nightmare. C'est un cauchemar.
8: Uh, Lucy. <laughs> it's OK, it's OK,
4: maybe we can cover this up.
7: What would you like me to do about this situation? He
0: turns and notices that a few people lingering from the show are watching the two of you, and William is there mimicking his frantic gestures.
2: I told you to shoot him, Pa.
0: Ah, uh, will you fuck off? Sacre bleu. Come, Eli, let's take Lucy somewhere more private, okay? And he's waving you on to drag the snake behind some wagons.
1: Hey, now, don't
2: waste that. That's good
7: meat. Shh, shh, sure. And that's about as far as I'll take this snake. Ah, <laughs> uh, can him.
4: Eli, we need to destroy the evidence. Do you have any ideas?
7: Uh, you got a bonfire? Well, won't a bonfire draw more attention? I mean, if you already have one, no.
4: (laughs) No, 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 that's too close to the tent and to the stage. I know, we can throw this snake into the well.
7: I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's using your noggin, Pinky.
0: Pinky picks his way from shadow to shadow, and leads the way as you drag this enormous snake into the night. He swipes a lantern and hurries into the desert.
7: Eli is growing less and less interested in helping with whatever this is, with each yard. (laughs) Give me a spot hidden as you reconsider this idea. (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) Oh, that's a fumble with one hundred. So am I going to have to roll a new character pretty soon? (laughs) (laughs) Not necessarily. Um, (laughs) Do what you got to do, man.
0: You and the compere are walking in the desert, you're dragging the snake, and he's wandering off with that flickering lantern to look for the well. Well, Eli runs into something at the knees and topples over. Into something. Did I just fall in the well? I'm going to give you a chance to roll for dexterity.
7: Oh. 96.
0: Oh, no. Would you like to push that roll? With the caveat that another fail might be really bad for Eli.
7: Yes, I absolutely want to push that roll.
0: Okay, you're sliding forward and the snake is bearing down on your neck. If you succeed... Either you or the snake can stay dry.
7: And pushing that roll is a success with a 49. And so I drop the snake. It feels like you're going to fall
0: in, but you manage to tumble off the stones into the safety of the dirt on the other side. The snake has disappeared like a rabbit into a hat.
7: And as I stand on the other side, I just sort of deadpan look at Pinky and there's like a pregnant pause. And then I go, ta-da. <laughs>
0: Good. The compere doesn't applaud. He looks past you in horror.
5: Howdy, partners.
4: Zut, alors, the sheriff.
0: Who do we have here? You turn to watch the man approach out of the darkness, carrying an empty bucket.
7: He is being polite. Eli, Eli Malcolm.
5: Oh, I know you. You're that fancy magician, huh? You know, there's a fella claims you told him to be all French-like and he don't like it much. <laughs> uh, pretty funny, though.
7: Awesome.
0: Jed nods at Pinky, pushing past, and starts to winch up the bucket.
7: Can I get a luck roll for Eli? Success with a 37.
0: While he slops the water from the well into his own bucket, he starts to quiz you. So is this like
5: real magic? Because I'm the sheriff, you might have noticed, and I won't take kindly if I were to start speaking fucking French. No offense, Biggie,
7: but it's stupid. Oh, non taken, I assure you. If you want to learn the secrets, you'll have to study the dark arts.
5: Oh, is that right? Hmm. Well, maybe I will. You two just remember, I'm always watching. Like a hawk. Catch you later, buckaroos. God damn it! That rock was there
0: earlier, that son of a bitch. He starts heading back toward the saloon's body music.
5: Got a hole in my shoe now. I better not have been you, wizard.
0: The compere drops a rock into the well and is now peering into it with his lantern. Sorry, I misjudged the distance.
4: I do hope the snake doesn't compromise the water supply.
7: Might I suggest that you find other water sources?
4: (laughs) Ah, merde. Maybe we should fish the snake out of the well. I think I see it, there.
7: I'll tell you what. Pinky, I helped you carry this snake here. What you do with this snake here at this point is up to you. His shoulders shrank into a pout.
4: I understand. Well, we did what we set out to do.
0: Chuck, give me another luck roll for Eli.
7: Fail 75.
0: Okay, well, nothing happens.
7: <laughs> but later they're gonna find the snake. Fuck. <laughs> I feel like I should probably wash the snake guts off. Is there some water handy? Sure,
0: Eli and Pinky walk back to the campsite in silence, and he leaves you at your tent. There are communal basins and water to clean up and try to get the blood out of your clothing.
7: Good night, Pinky.
0: Then he slinks off into the darkness.
7: It's not. It's really not. As is his custom, as Eli lies down for the evening, he takes out two of his throwing knives, and he sticks them in the ground right next to his pillow so that they are at the ready.
0: Yeah, that might be a good idea tonight. Back in room four, Patience finishes up their letter to Mickey and Caroline. Tired, they fold it into an envelope and get ready to turn in. Give me a listen roll as you do. I failed. Okay, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> the fading murmurs of passing guests in the hallway are long gone. Left in silence, you can make out the faint creak of floorboards. Someone is moving slowly across the landing outside your room. A door opens and shuts, likely another customer turning in for the night.
6: I think they'll poke their head out just to see like the kind of people who are going in and out.
0: Okay, since you're taking a look, I'll give you a chance at Spot Hidden.
6: Huh. I was kind of hoping you would. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) I have failed every roll tonight.
0: You feel like you just missed someone as you scan the empty landing with a lingering sense of doubt.
6: They'll uh, see the bow on the door, just sort of smile and take it in with them, and then they'll go to bed. I'm going to... Keep my knives under my pillow where I can easily grab them and stab someone if I have to.
0: This is becoming a bit of a theme. The night turns uneventful and you drift off until Patience is startled awake.
8: Ah! Jesus, not again.
6: I'm going to leap out of bed, grab my holstered handguns, sling them over my shoulder and run out the door with one gun in my hand, the other one holstered.
4: Hey, did you hear that? Get down! Get down!
0: Moni, you're asleep on the other side of the saloon, so I'll ask you for a listen roll.
1: Moni failed that listen roll somewhere between her talking in her sleep and uh, (laughs) Milford snoring. We probably missed that entirely.
2: (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Patience runs out onto the landing, and hears commotion coming from Room One. That's at the very end of the hall.
6: Is the door open? It's not. Okay.
0: You hear a man and a woman in a panic. Jed, what's happening? Why is he here? Tell now. Uh,
6: sir, you get down or I'm gonna shoot. Is the door locked? I'm gonna try and push it open. It is locked. I start pounding on the door.
0: Gunshots ring out inside the room, almost in response to your knocking. Rena, give me a luck roll for patience.
6: With my really bad luck.
0: Oh, do you have bad luck? Yeah. Yep, I failed that. (laughs) There are three gunshots, and one tears through the door, hitting patience in the thigh. Oh, but that's a good roll. Just one point of damage.
6: (laughs) Looks like a graze.
0: Yeah, it's grazed your thigh and wedged into the railing behind you. Then the door to room one bursts open and Sally is standing there in a nightgown, her face white as a ghost and wet with tears. She reaches forward and grabs Patience by the collar.
2: Help us, we're being attacked!
6: Both of my handguns out now, and I'm... (laughs) All right, ma'am, please keep calm. What can I do? What was the screaming? Is there someone in
8: there with you?
0: Moni, you'll hear gunfire followed by commotion. Milford darts upright in bed.
8: Oh my god, it's a shootout!
0: He drops to the floor and crawls underneath the bed.
8: Yeah, he does. (laughs) Of course he does.
1: Oh my god, of course he does. (laughs) Oh, Milford. When the bullets start flying milford goes flying under tables under beds oh pathetic moni's going to struggle out of bed look at milford and go this is actually happening again my god she leaves the room and cautiously walks towards the direction of the gunfire okay
4: moni moni where are you going moni get out of
1: Get back into the room. I'm in danger. Back in the room, sweetie.
0: Leaving the room and quietly pacing down the hall, Moni will see Sally shaking Patience by the collar. It looks like your friend has a bloody tear in the pant leg. What happens next with Patience?
6: Well, the door's open, so what do I see inside? Because if I see an intruder, I was going to shoot because I've got both my guns out now.
0: Patience sees Jed standing in his long johns, wearing his sheriff's hat and holding a smoking dragoon. He's pointing the pistol at a body draped over the end of the bed. The sheets are soaked through with blood and the man is still. From the clothing, he reminds you of the vagabonds outside. Sheriff,
6: you got this all in hand? I'm the sheriff.
5: I'm the sheriff.
0: You can't be in here. I'm the sheriff. (sighs) Hmm. Jed prods the body with the long barrel of his gun.
5: Ginger, how'd you get in here? This don't make a lick of sense.
1: Hmm.
6: I'm going to look at Sally. Ma'am, you mind explaining what happened? We was
2: sleeping, and I was wearing my sleep mask as I do. Jed woke and started hollering that Ginger was in the room attacking him. He must have got his gun because he started shooting. Oh my! It was loud. Is he dead? He looks dead.
6: If I see Moni coming, I'm going to nod at Sally with the tip of my head and move into the the room slowly with my weapons still ready. Just like now, Sheriff, you seem a little disorientated. If and you don't mind, you might want to put them weapons down.
0: You ain't the sheriff. I'm the sheriff. Jed is red in the face, but he does throw the gun on the mattress before wiping his hands on his long johns with a grimace.
1: Thank you kindly. Moni quickly pops her head into the room to see how Patience is holding up. It's not actually articulated, more of just a look saying, are you okay? Patience just sort of nods and, eh, I'm tired. Worse. Uh, reassured by patience, is not Moni will turn her attention to the rest of these shocked guests who have piled out of their rooms.
8: Get the sheriff. Jed will sort this out.
2: We're all gonna die. Up, What's going on? Can we go back to bed now? I'm too young to die.
1: Everything's fine. Just fine now. Go back to your rooms. There's nothing worth seeing here. Yes, a few shots were fired, but it's all under control. I hope.
8: Who's shooting guns? It wasn't me. Oh, Oh, dear Lord, who's dead? Everybody,
4: clear
6: out! How many shots did this corpse take?
0: (laughs) Upon inspection, only one of Jed's shots hit. The man's body lies lifeless among bullet holed sheets. His skin is sickly gray.
5: <sighs> oh, I'm sorry for the disturbance. Uh, I just... What the hell? I can see if I can find a busted door or something to carry him out on. Come on, Sally.
2: Oh. Yeah. I can help with that.
6: I'm going to look over the body.
0: Give me a spot hidden on the body.
1: You'll make this one. This is the one that's going to break it.
6: Yes, speak that truth into the universe, Bridget. Extreme! Yes!
0: (laughs) As you look over the leathery gray skin, you notice traces of what might be opium. Yeah, at the fingertips and even on the lips.
6: Dirty drug. Didn't know it got all the way out here yet.
0: Well, that explains a lot. On the extreme success in the man's interior jacket pocket, you find a not quite empty bottle of magical elixir.
1: Nice. Hmm.
6: The Dr. Bleecker stuff? Yes. Hmm. Does it have an opium scent to it?
0: You're getting a hint of that ammonia smell, but it's overwhelmed by a sweet aroma, almost like a honey wine. The liquid is cloudy. There are mashed ingredients, floating particles in the drink. From your travels, you might know that that's not uncommon for snake oils.
6: Well, now, Ms. Moni, have a look at this here.
1: This kind of catches Moni off guard as she's at the door. She's actually inspecting the lock right now to see how the deceased might have entered. Just seeing if it was noticeably picked or if
0: there had been any tampering. You don't see any signs of forced entry.
6: Well, hell. We got us here a mystery. Hmm.
1: I don't rightly like this. I don't like that. Do you want me to look at that for you?
6: Look at what? It's almost like Patience is only just noticing the the injury because they were kind of in an adrenaline rush. Oh, well, that'd be mighty kind of you. I do seem to have uh, destroyed my trousers.
1: I'm sure we can get those mended up. These aren't the circumstances I imagined for taking them off. <laughs> All right, sorry. Focus, focus, focus. First aid, here we go, here we go. 67 over 60. How bad do I really want to impress patients today? I'm so tempted. Keeper, can I just burn the luck?
0: Oh, yeah, I'd love that. Okay, we're gonna go ahead and burn the luck. When Moni was inspecting the room, she found some bandages, so you can patch up patients with no trouble.
1: Yay!
6: Yay! Back up to my full 25.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Jed and Sally crash through the door. They're carrying a large ad board for Bleaker's all in one miracle cure.
5: Thank you kindly for your support, citizens, but we got this.
2: Sure, right. Jed and I can deal with him. It's not the first dead vagrant we've had to deal with.
5: Go take your mind off this foulness.
2: Don't you
6: got an audition to get to, Ms. Money? Oh, damn, the audition. Yes,
1: I almost forgot. I can give you a ride. Oh, the look she gives you, like, oh, really? We're going to do that first thing this morning? <laughs> and she says, I would love to ride with you, Patience. On the horse. Oh, well, that's disappointing.
6: <laughs> I wish I could see Cup's face right now.
0: Oh, God.
6: <laughs>
0: <laughs> the mood changed. <laughs> Patience fetches Rascal from the livery and rides into camp with Moni. As you approach, you see performers setting up the stage and eager merchants opening their wagons. The people around camp recognize Patience and Rascal from the night prior, turning heads, tipping their hats, waving. Of course, the compere flags you down as you near the stage. He looks disheveled, like he didn't get a minute of sleep.
4: Oh, patience! So are you here to honor us with an encore?
6: Up for that later if you'd enjoy it, but uh, I think my friend here has got some kind of showing off to do. Don't know what your Doom is, Moni, but looking forward to seeing it.
1: Oh, she does one of those fake swoon things. Like, oh, she's just so in love. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Ah, Miss Money. it is a pleasure to meet you at last. I believe I received your announcement from a drunken hobo last night. Classy.
6: Well, now, you got some kind of tone I don't rightly like, Mister Pinky.
4: Well, I am French.
6: <laughs> I guess they all sound like that over there. All right. <laughs> oh, God.
4: <laughs> Is there anything you need, Ms. Moni, to perform your very best?
1: Oh, does one of the
0: dancers have a boa I could borrow? Sally actually gave me an idea. The compere steals a fluffy yellow boa from a surprise dancer nearby and frantically struggles with it, almost tripping as he hands it to Moni.
2: Ay, que Eres un sapito ladron.
1: I think I might have everything else I need here. Uh, Moni shows Patience a bottle of moonshine that she actually took from the saloon.
4: And how shall I introduce you?
1: I am Lady Solar.
4: Oh, Lady Solar. In a daytime performance. Uh, The name checks out.
1: (laughs) Oh, you're just so clever, aren't you? He looks pleased. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, God.
0: The compare marches onto the stage.
4: A new dawn has come, ladies and gentlemen, and the sun climbs to its zenith. I offer you its most precious daughter. Put your hands together
1: for the sizzling Lady Solar! Thank you, Pinky. Say, would you pass me that chair? Uh, Then Moni will actually turn to address the crowd. And it's just a proud stance, chest high, hands on her hip. The name of this dance, and she glances over at Patience, her eyes looking them up and down, is the El Paso Sunrise. Patience just smirks a little bit. Music.
2: All right, you know what to play.
1: She's stepping, in time, of course, with the music. While drawing the boa slowly over her shoulders.
0: The compere backs away and sits down hard on a crate, mopping his brow.
4: Oh, là, là, ça va être horrible, j'en suis sûr. Oh, là, 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 mais qu'est-ce qu'elle fait, là?
1: <laughs> uh, swinging the chair around in front of her, she bangs it down. And then her eyes flutter up to patience. She locks eyes with them. And then she points one finger at the chair and mouths the word sit. Oh, God. All right. Woman of mystery. Kind of like it. Then, Moni pulls the cork out of the bottle with her teeth, spitting it onto the stage floor, and then takes this (laughs) deep drink. All the while, her eyes are like, fuck me, locked onto Patience. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Get those kids out of here. I want to watch the show. Moni will push the bottle into Patience's hand, sitting them down, and begins to dance. The tassels of her skirt start shimmying over Patience's arm as the boa slinks over all of Moni's curves with this 75 size. (laughs) And the boa kind of obscures parts of her right at the exact moment when she's about to reveal a little too much.
2: (laughs) take it off.
1: This ain't right first thing in the morning. Uh, Afterwards, she comes up behind Patience again. She reaches over, plucks the bottle from her hand, and then she begins to showgirl walk, allowing Moonshine to splash onto the stage as she goes. (laughs) After she does a full circle, she kicks one of the stage lamps, hopefully lighting the (laughs) entire circle of Moonshine that is enshrining Patience.
4: no, 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 what are you doing? C'est dangereux, ça!
0: Oh, give me a dex roll to kick that lantern. It's quite high up on the wagon side.
1: You okay? Okay. Uh, all right. That was a forty-seven success.
0: She lifts her leg very high. (laughs) Moni, you kick the lantern free of its holder, shattering it. A ring of fire erupts around patience as it hits the stage.
1: Yes.
4: Ah merde! Fire! Fire! Someone comes the Bucket Brigade! fire! There's
2: a fire! Somebody get help! Catch water from the
0: well! In the flames, Moni, you see flickers of faces better left in your past.
1: Stealing herself, Moni is going to do a butterfly kick to flip across the flames while still holding a bottle, finding herself straddled on Patience's lap.
2: Yes! I've never seen a dance like this, (laughs) Paul. I wish I could see Doc's face right now.
0: (laughs) It's covered by my hands. (laughs) Oh my God! (laughs) Now
2: she's a real piece of work, Arthur. You
0: you bet. That one's a pistol.
6: Patience is mentally writing a letter home to Caroline and
0: Mickey right now. (laughs) (laughs) Give me charm or appearance. Uh, She hit
1: a 52 under 90, but what she's going to do, because this is really important to her, uh, is to (laughs) burn the seven points of luck to make this a hard success. (laughs) Okay.
0: Patience can interpret what the hard success means to them?
6: You're not leaving that in, are you? <laughs> oh my God.
0: Yeah, it's too bad Milford wasn't here for this. Oh, God. Oh, Milford.
6: Oh, Milford.
1: Moni takes another slug of moonshine before smashing it into the stage, making just a gloom <laughs> of obscuring fire. And then she grinds her hips and slowly leans into patience with a smile as if she's getting ready to kiss them.
2: Yes! Grind those hips, youngster!
1: And that <laughs> is what a sunrise in El Paso feels like. Can confirm. As the wall of fire drops back, Moni is holding a perfect handstand on patience's chair (laughs) she strokes one foot down the opposite leg and performs a
0: full split (laughs) jesus okay the crab gasps as the compare and staff beat out the fire
4: put it out put
0: it out uh.
2: what were they thinking with this act i wonder if i can still do that
0: she's got nothing on you
2: Oh, they're my favorite! Let's get back to the hotel, dear. (laughs) (laughs)
8: Look,
2: Pa, you can see her!
0: As Moni's finale hits its climax... The first train of the day draws squealing into Junction across town. It's inside one of these carriages baked by the mid-morning sun, we meet our next player character, London Carlisle. What is Julius up to?
9: Mm -hmm. Uh, Julius is kind of sitting up attentively to this book that he has. He's reading. He's just starting it. He just finished his last book. But as he starts it, it was the best of times. It was the worst of times as he reads A Tale of Two Cities by Charles Dickens.
0: Oh, nice. You must have lost track of time losing yourself in the new book, only vaguely aware of the landscape changing, civilization and greener pastures giving way to lonely ravines spanned by rusted bridges. The sun is glaring fiercely through the dust-smeared windows as you bake in your bench seat. Out the window on your right side, there are two water stops with big metal tanks. Further ahead, you'll notice train cars that are out of operation in a scrapyard. Out of the left side, you see the station platform. There are already porters lined up to assist passengers with baggage. The air is stifling as the steam whistle sounds, and a stomach lurching jolt tells you you have arrived. You pull out your bookmark to keep your place, a dog-eared flyer for Bleecker's Marvelous Medicine Show. You are here to perform and earn your place at the table. You turn it over in your hand and watch other hopefuls disembark.
9: And there's a couple of things on the flyer that stuck out to Julius. First off, seeking individuals of extraordinary talent. Hey, who's stronger than him? And then he saw the traveling family. This is a way to travel. This is a way to see these lands and perhaps gain knowledge just from the other people within the family and on the road. So this piqued his interest, and he didn't write back. He just he loaded up his chest extra heavy, and just wanted to show up with him. These trunks are just filled to the brim with with books and some of his equipment too. These I believe the term is trapezoidal um, weights and other assorted weights he has with him.
4: Stand clear of the doors. Disembark. This is your destination. Next stop, San Antonio. Come on now!
9: Julius closes the book, gathers his things, and just starts to disembark.
0: On the platform, Julius, you stop and take it all in, when suddenly a porter screams. <laughs> Spinning around, you see a shape, squat and hairy, sitting atop a passenger carriage, silhouetted by the climbing sun.
8: Oh, um, what is that thing? Look out! There's a monster on the train!
0: It snarls at people on the platform, sowing confusion and distress.
5: What the hell is that?
0: Run, little piggies! Oh, holy hell, run. run for your life! Get away from me! The animal growls and leaps down into the crowd. Get <laughs> out of my way! We're all gonna die!
9: What in God's name? What
0: kind of a beast? I need a spot oh. hidden from Brandon. Nope.
4: Get out of here, you! Get back! What in the
8: demo? Get back! He's going to hurt you! Look at those things! Somebody somebody help us! Yeah, get the mop! Anybody got a gun?
0: Julius, the brave porter steps in front of you and brings the mop down savagely on the attacker. <laughs>
9: Julia steps forward. He's kind of intrigued now.
0: And at this point, we can introduce Brandon Wainerdy and his character Chester.
4: I don't want to have to whoop your ass in front of all these children, but I
8: will.
3: Chester McCoy has been traversing from town to town. Does he get accepted onto trains and railroads? Not necessarily.
4: I warned you. Now you get them up. I'm sorry
3: people don't think twice about him but he has been getting this same letter over and over again and all the bars that he's been stopping in throughout his journeys and frankly he's just tired of getting this damn letter over and over again so finally he has scrawled a note back and is headed to junction his note is brief it is just you'll know me when you see me I never went to school, but I'm smart, I swear. You try me and stop telling the bartenders at the cities I stop at to tell me to come work for you. You get one chance. Sends that off, and he's been on his way to Junction ever since. So, here he is.
5: Motherfucker!
3: The
0: old porter tries to gasp for a breath and totters backward, sitting down hard on the platform benches. He eyes Chester, then Julius, thinking...
4: Now, listen here. You. you, best take your mangy dog out of my station. If he shits on my platform, well, you'll get them up, too.
0: The Porter is quite old, Chester, so you aren't really injured by the mop assault. And everyone but this massive, bald gentleman hoisting a large case gives you a wide berth. Julius, you're left on the platform with this incredibly hairy tattooed creature you think might be a man.
9: And I proceed over to this this person who must be part of this uh, show or, or seeking the show as well.
3: Why would you say that? Why would you <laughs> think that I would be part of a, a medicine show?
9: Because you look very interesting.
3: I don't know if to take that as a compliment or as a insult. Yes. Wonderful. Good to meet you. I'm Chester McCoy. <laughs> Hi. Nice to meet you. Julius, let's
9: see if you can help me find exactly where we need to go. I'm very excited to talk to uh, bleaker.
3: Excited is not the word I would use, but uh, I will walk with you and we will figure it out together.
0: The platform is mostly empty now, with those that alighted here already hurrying away. But you aren't alone. A group of men in dirty clothes loiter here. They're slumped over posts and seated against the walls, watching you both with interest.
9: Hmm. Uh, there seems to be a lot of uh, activity around here,
0: but, but I don't think these are the uh, the medicine show type. One gets up and approaches, grinning with broken black teeth. Spare a coin? Spare coins? I don't
9: have time for this.
3: I, I have nothing. I, I kind of look at him. I mimic that I have no pockets, even though I do have pockets, but I have no pockets and I just walk. I, I don't even walk. I just walk away. That's horseshit. Oh, we're cursing this season? I'm pissed.
0: <sighs> and he scurries down the ramp into the shadows of a nearby
3: building.
9: That was interesting.
3: I'm sure we'll see more uh, as we get into town.
9: <sighs> All right.
0: Goddamn
4: freak show Bleaker's bringing in here.
0: <sighs> you both walk down the ramp and onto Junction's main street.
2: This town gets weirder every day. We should really go to Austin.
0: The town is laid out before you in all its glory. Rows and rows and rows of buildings in disrepair. Dozens more vagrants stir. Their eager eyes follow you as you start to walk. Fantastic. I can't stop thinking of Chester being Teen Wolf. Te-
7: <laughs> Teen Wolf. Yes. Teen Wolf. Oh, fuck. I forgot. That's going to follow me forever, isn't it? Oh, that made me so happy. <laughs> no, that's perfect, because if he's Teen Wolf, he's riding on the roof of the train.
0: Yeah, and Styles was the engineer.
7: <laughs> you guys are old as hell. What the? <laughs> yep.
1: Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
0: Thank you for listening to Ain't Slade Nobody. For ad-free episodes, lots of bonus content, and special programming, please join our Wolfpack at patreon.com slash slade or subscribe to Ain't Slade Nobody Plus at Apple Podcasts. Nothing helps the show more than becoming a subscriber. See our show notes for full credits and help us grow by posting friendly reviews and spreading the word to your friends and followers. Thank you and good luck out there.